it's the Winners Paradigm Podcast. You're here for another week with your host, Alondis Havens. It's been a pleasure, you know, really getting to know people on a personal level. This week, we got Marshall Guillen on. Marshall is a fucking badass. Um, he's covered already and, and earned $124 million of revenue through his system. He's teaching people how to live their life they want to live while they're being a personal speaker. So if you're definitely interested in that, you're going to want to hit up Marshall. But we've got a phenomenal episode about owning your shit and really you being the difference of why you're being successful and why you're not. From there, again, we're going to hit up some, a couple of housekeeping items. First thing is going to be Alpha Influence Media. If you're looking to take your business to the next level, if you're looking to scale your podcast, be able to get some downloads, get five-star ratings, you're going to want to click on that 15-minute discovery call link in the description. That's going to be where me and you can talk personal to person, be able to see from there, hey, you know, what could we do to be able to get you um, to get aligned with a perfect guest for you and the perfect shows to be on so you can be able to give maximum influence while being able to have that impact, deliver that message, have that person that allows you to focus in on what you're good at and they take that on autopilot. Third, I would like to thank our sponsor, MyFitLife. Use code TWP20 for 20% off. It's a killer deal. Like I said, every week, you know, I'm using that CBD sports gel that I'm putting on my joints, um, and it's making me feel better. You know, it's allowing me to be able to go to the gym, get a chest day in, get some good leg days in. So you definitely want to check that out. Let's get this episode started, guys. Have you ever wondered why winners keep on winning? When you look at those people and all they seem to do is win, when they find ways to win, when things get tough. That's the winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm is simply recalibrating your mindset so you can achieve everything you dream of, your definition of success in life. On this podcast, we interview those winners. We ask them how they got their wins. We talk about trauma. We talk about adversity. We talk about work ethic. We talk about lessons learned. So you guys can have those tools to be able to recalibrate your mindset. My name is Alundis Havens. I am your podcast host and the founder of The Winner's Paradigm. I'm going to be taking this to new heights so I can be able to show you guys exactly what it looks like when you detail your journey and be able to get those answers from people who have been there and done that this is the winner's paradigm let's get this my man marshall thank you for coming on the show brother it's been an honor really learning about your process you know and how far you came with your journey how you're doing it in business you know creating the offer and even talking a little bit before um but i just really want to take some time brother and just dive in you know all the great knowledge that you're putting out there i really love it brother would you be able to open up tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of where you're coming from yeah dude first off man i just want to say thank you so much for having me here like what a true honor I see the people that you're moving and shaking with, which tells me a few things uh, that you're investing your time, that you're investing your money and you're investing your energy into getting better. It tells me that you're probably sacrificing things behind the scenes uh, to make sure that you're building the future for tomorrow, showing up, being the husband that we were just talking about, showing up and being the father, being the leader. And so honestly, like, I don't say it lightly. Like I'm like, dude, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, to all the listeners, I think it's really important to understand like podcasts and interviews and collaborations like this come together by putting yourself out there and opening yourself up for collaboration. I know it sounds simple, but uh, you want to be a podcast guest. You want to get more appearances. You want to grow your brand. You want to be able to get your offer in front of more people. Well, it comes with getting yourself out there. And so I'm really just appreciative, David, of a good old Facebook, man. I think we connected through Facebook. You saw a video or something of mine. And uh, now here we are jamming out, dude. Like I just spent 
10, 15 minutes getting to know you, the man uh, behind the podcast and what it is you're doing. It's like, bro, now I, you build rapport with me. I'm like, I want to help you. Like, what can I do? So I think it's, uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, in 2016, I walked out of my job. I was a bartender, uh, five-time college dropout. So I've been five times, all five times. It didn't work for me. Um, I tried to actually join the Navy uh, when I was 22. I scored a 93 on the ASVAB and I crushed the PST to get into BUDS, but I got a DUI. So uh, they would never let me in. And that really kind of is my history is like drug and drugs and alcohol. Uh, and when I was 23, I attempted my life. Uh, spoiler alert, right? It didn't work out. And I don't like smile to say that lightly, but like I'm 37 right now at the time of shooting this. And I've literally had to completely overhaul and change to the core, the person awesome. that I believe myself to be right. And uh, it's led me to a life of being able to literally travel the world, speaking on stage, sharing my story, saving and transforming lives, but then getting to make the impact and the income that I want to make by making a difference. And now uh, here I am as a stepfather uh, and this amazing partner. And I get to live literally every single day of my life. Like right before we, we hopped on here, I was like, oh, bro, I'm running a little late. I'm, I'm finished up uh, uh, breakfast for the boys. I was cooking waffles, you know, they just got out of school. So we're still like a couple of days ago. So we're still trying to figure out that process. Right. And um, mm. I, I, I let them on their own for like the first three days, bro. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I don't even know, dude, you little groms go figure it out. But today I was like, okay, dad's back. You know, I got to, I got to take care of this. So again, you know, I know it's a super long intro, but I, it's an honor to be here because like, this is my job. Like, what are we talking about, bro? This is a, my job is to talk and connect and share stories. And I just think it's such a blessing. So uh, again, thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you, brother. And, and so much things I want to unpack from that, but I really love the way that you said that. And that resonates with me. Um, kind of like that, how you said, Hey, you know, running late with the boys and that's to take your time, brother. More importantly, yeah. that's been something huge for me um, because before in, in it's going to, it's, it's going in with this conversation. So it's funny, um, but kind of this year, I've made it a point in my life to just be more spiritually aware. Cause I feel like with a lot of it, you know, that can help out spirituality, whether it's religion, um, meditating, actually meditating got me closer to God, which I didn't think was going to happen, but it was just like, you know what? I do believe that. I don't believe this. It works for me. That doesn't boom. Ne you know, and I wasted so much time before picking it out or whatever, or, yeah. I had this thought forever in my head that God didn't make it happen. I made it happen because that's what I told myself, you know, the fallacy when there was no food and I needed to make it happen. Right. So it was just, I can't keep sitting here praying. It's not going to fall. But then it came out and it was like, Hey, that's a lesson. God taught you how to make money. Now you know how to do it. Now you got to be a better father. So it's really honing in on that. And it, before it was, you know, a competition. And yeah. then I realized, Hey, it's just me versus me, me being the best dad. So when you were yeah. saying that, I was like, man, that hits home. Um, and, and I take that huge, definitely kicking it with Zach. It's just kind of like, if this man's working four hours a day, I need to get there eventually. So I yeah. make it a big factor where I block out time. You know, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to do anything this weekend. I'm going to take care of the family before when I was at that old job capped out, I was working, you know, 80 hours a week. And then they were like, Oh, do you want a promotion to work the same? Hell no. You know, right, <laughs> I don't right. want to, do that because again, I value my family more than this position. Yeah. At the end of the day, I was about to get fired when I told them exactly what I was doing to be able to, to help my situation. Even right. in my case where I was like, Hey, went up to them. Oh, we're going to give you a counseling. You're giving me a counseling when I ask for help. Fuck out of here. I'm not doing right. that. Um, so I love the way you said that brother. And I'd say for you, 
you know, what's one of the things that you make sure happens so you can be that father that you say you're going to be? Oh, bro, that's such a good question. I appreciate you being so honest and open and sharing with all of us, you know, what that process has been like going for you. And I think a lot of the listeners would agree. They can probably find some relatability in your story of, of how that feels in the, in the same struggles, because especially as entrepreneurs, but as leaders, even if you're just a, you know, maybe you're a community leader, maybe you work at a corporation, but just us as leaders in general, that, you know, the saying heavy lies the crown and somewhere, you know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Illinois on a farm, very blue collar uh, in the eighties and nineties. And I was just taught to work, 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 work. Right. And I'm sure you come from a very similar background, like men just shut the fuck up, uh, power on, uh, uh, don't be a baby. Don't, don't, don't whine and just keep pushing forward. And somewhere along the line, like us as men, we're taught that our self-worth is solely based on our performance. And I don't mean to exclude any women, but definitely like something in the male world, uh, it, you know, is like performance, performance, how we perform in the classroom, uh, on the field, in the bedroom, in the boardroom, you know, in the business. And so uh, we, it's like, when is enough enough? And so I want to kind of unpack what you said, because I, I think we can really make some space to help a lot of people right now who may be feeling this. And I want to share a story with you all about literally how I lost a, 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 almost a million dollar business, like overnight, right? And it was because, I had put value on the wrong things in my life thinking they would make me happy. Now, here's what I mean. And I'll tell you guys the story here in a second. But what I thought growing up was that if I grow up and I make a lot of money and I help a lot of people and I have a lot of cool stuff, then I'll be successful and happy. As a matter of fact, when I start talking to my clients, right, we, it's like we, you think like, yeah, actually, let's just do this with the listener. Like imagine whatever, let's imagine that you have a million dollars wired to you right now, okay? And you're like, oh my God, a million dollars. Like, where are you going to go? I'm going to go on vacation somewhere. Cool, dude. Like, where are you going on vacation? I'm going to Greece. Yeah, you, I saw that Greece is amazing. And we're going to this, this, be this resort and I can see the ocean. And I'm going to be sitting there with my girl and our kids are going to be in the pool. And I'm be sipping, sipping, sipping a daiquiri. And I'm going to be like, okay, cool. And in that moment, how does that feel? And you're like, oh man, you know, like it feels like, uh, and if, a lot of times we don't have a feeling of what it actually feels like, or we can't focus in on what that's actually going to mean because we're placing this value on the fact that we're going to be going to Greece on this vacation instead of like, what feeling are we trying to create by these external things? And so what I mean by that, and I know it's kind of an obscure uh, explanation, but if I can't feel at peace and happy and joy in my kitchen when I'm making the boys waffle on summer break on a regular ass Tuesday before I hop on a podcast with you, I am never going to be able to recreate that feeling when I'm sitting in Greece, the daiquiri look, overlooking the ocean. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think that the external thing in the beginning, they think the external things, what's going to make them happy. And I'm sitting here trying to, and I, I know that people were screaming at me in the beginning. And I wish I could have heard them when they were like, yo, bro, you've got to do the inner work first, because no matter how much external success you have, like it's not going to make you happy. Tony Robbins even says that the ultimate failure is financial success without fulfillment. And so I, I built this business called Top Paid Speaker in 2017. We, I help people get paid to tell their story, travel the world, tell your story. And so what Top Paid Speaker started off as was just Marshall Gillen talking about attempted suicide and drug addiction. Your message, your message. And I started to get all these people coming to me, your message, your message. And some of them were leaders that wanted to learn how to tell their message, their message. And so I started selling the service, top paid speaker. And all of a sudden I was being booked on more stages and I was making more money and more notoriety. And then over the course of three years in 2019, I was hosting events, private events. We were doing all kinds of things. Zach was at our, one of our first masterminds. We actually launched 
on empowerment underdog at my event, right? Like crazy story. And it's, um, and, and somewhere inside of me though, and I, I couldn't handle the success. And what I mean by that is like, not to get too existential, but your nervous system, right? Like your brain's a computer. Your nervous system is like what taps you into the universe. And energetically, I couldn't handle the pressure and the success that I was having. So in 2019, it was literally right after, it was after an event in July, I walked into my condo, 21st floor, downtown San Diego, floor to ceiling windows overlooking the Pacific Ocean, beautiful overlooking Coronado Island. I walked in, I had the girl, my clients had made over a hundred million dollars at this point since 2017, like we're crushing it. I'm about to have my first million dollar year. I have a multi-billion dollar network that I, that I invested over a quarter of a million dollars just to get into the right rooms, the right masterminds. I, I'm finally realizing that, oh my God, like I can have anything that I want. Now, this is the problem. There was a deep wound inside of me from my childhood where my dad left when I was two because he was an alcoholic. My stepdad told me I was a worthless piece of shit every single day forever, right? And by the time, and I had tons of success in everything I did, but no matter how much success I had, I could never get one of those two men to give a shit about me. And so what I realize now looking back then is I was trying to prove everybody wrong to get somebody to like me for validation. So the more that I told my traumatic story, the more the audience came and validated, oh yeah, Marshall, like you did have it a tough subconsciously, I'm reinforcing this wound from, from childhood, which was no matter how much success you have, it'll never matter. And I didn't know that at the time. And so and to, uh, shortly after I, uh, that night that I walked into my event overlooking that, I realized I am the most unhappy that I've ever been in my whole entire life. How can this be possible? And I, uh, with uh, one, one long Facebook post, because I, I had quite the audience back then, um, I literally just went off. And I called out everybody, I, people that shouldn't have been called out. Um, I was so angry and so mad. I didn't even know what I was angry and mad about. I left San Diego. I left a five-year relationship. I burnt down my business. I lost all of my money. I lost all of my clients. Everybody, my whole network was just like, whoa, that dude is a dumpster fire, bro. And I literally moved here to Montana in the middle of the woods. And I'm like, I give up. I'm never speaking or coaching again. I literally moved here to hide out. And uh, I lived in the cabin where I didn't get much service. Uh, internet service. And uh, anytime that you went out here in Montana, there's, just, there's no service. It's the middle of nowhere, but it's the most beautiful middle of nowhere. And somewhere in that journey, getting connected to nature, um, I started to connect to God, like the God of my spirituality. And it's not that I ever never believed in God, or I wasn't an atheist, or I just didn't really know what I believed. I didn't have time to figure it out because I'm trying to make money, right? Well, when I found out that money and status wasn't, didn't make me happy, I retreated into these woods, man, and into these mountains. And it's out there that I was able to connect with the earth, with my breath, uh, with the energy of the universe. And now here we are, dude, like, um, you know, just started this, my business back up top paid speaker, like six weeks ago, we already sold out our first mastermind event, which is happening here in a couple of days for, it's a three-day event. Uh, and you know, it, our virtual event is uh, already filled up over hundred registrants. We'll probably hit four or 500 by the time that launches in July. And it's like, boom, right back to business. But That's as awesome. the man that God intended me to be because of doing the work that you're talking about. And so I know I tell that big, long story, but I only tell that to be like, please, if you're listening to this, do, and Zach Babcock's a perfect example. Like, please do not just bra 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 go over what it is that we're sharing. Like I'm telling you the business success that you're after will never feel fulfilling until you take care of the inner shit that you have going on on the inside. 
bro, that's that's fucking huge. And and that resonated deep with me. Um, that's something I think about daily. And, and the reason why is I ran away from that. Um, with me, I was that awkward kid. Didn't, you know, I had friends because people like me. I smile a lot, you know, and they were like, oh, you're the nice guy. But I was the nice guy. Didn't get the girls, got pushed inside, got my ass kicked every day freshman year because I went to a B1 school, was wrestling, and was just getting my ass handed to me because it was my second year. So I was just, you know, twiddling my thumbs. Right. What, what am I going to do? You know, and it was my dad gets the girls, parties all the time, watched them my whole life. You know, um, he gets the girls, but he has four baby mamas. You know, I have my daughter. He has a daughter right after me. And it's just like one of those where it was, hey, you're looking in the mirror, you look like him. And then um, actually something I never talked about, but I actually had an identity problem and I hated myself for what I looked like because I looked like my dad and it was all these things. And I was just like, I don't want to be that. And then at the same time, I had a stepdad who took me fishing and rode quads and all the shit I wanted to do right. got in the wilderness. But he had these ideologies that were crazy to me and um, it, it didn't make sense. You know, he didn't like black people, anything I did, certain slang, don't say that. Um, that's ghetto. And, and my mom was the same way. You know, anything was that's ghetto, that's ghetto. So it was like having the ability to express yourself. Wow. My friend fucking put a line in my head at one time, like, oh, we're going to be a fucking sick design, get a design. You better put a fucking hat on. That's fucking embarrassing. You wow. put low ass. And I was just like, bro, like, it's just fucking line. Like, right. because my dad would let me do that, you know? And I'm like, my dad didn't give a shit. He was just like, oh, do whatever you want. And that's why I did that. But at the same time, you know, it was, it was different. So um, as a kid, you know, went to counseling, figured out when I got older um, that I didn't have a problem. It was just that I was severely depressed when I was younger because all this shit was yeah. going on. Right. Yeah, doing all this shit. And then it was me, you know, having these flare ups. So turn 19, I'm my own boss in the Marine Corps. So I start thinking, but from there it was clouded because I had all that trauma, you know, right. some of those things that was, was bothering me. Plus, you know, like I told you, my stepdad tried to shoot somebody. So it was, you know, at that time in my head, it was a flip of the switch. And it was just like, you're the fucking enemy. I hate you. If I see you, it's fucking on. And it was just like, bro, do you understand what you're doing to yourself? by getting angry every single time. My problem right. is I'm reactive. I don't understand tonality. Um, if you're talking to me and you raise your voice and I, and I don't see you and see what you're doing, I think you're trying to, to get physical, you know what right. I mean? So I turn around like, hey, what's up, bro? And all of a sudden it's like, I lose everything I worked for. So it was really 100%. honing into that and then really saying that, getting in arguments with my dad to where he's like, you've never dealt with any adversity in your life. And I'm like, bro, you know, and he's like, you're just built different no motherfucker I just watched you do all this shit right. and I'm like I don't want to do that you know seeing the drugs at the parties got to be older started realizing oh you know what I can talk to people right people like me I can get what I want hanging out with bad people and then it was just like do I really want to fucking do this you know so like we we're talking before we even started this and it was like hey you changed absolutely I changed I changed because I wanted to be better right. I changed because I didn't want that um, I made a promise to never go home and live there again just because for me, you know, and, and it's one of those problems I have, um, it's all just bringing it, you know, it's going yeah. back, seeing the same things, hearing the same things, hearing the, oh, you change people right. coming at you. And it's like, bro, you don't understand how much I put into myself right. and then how I had to let go, how I had to get into meditation and really, you know, honing in on that breath work, because right. when I get pissed, you know, it's all of a sudden hands are flying or I want to, you know, because that's the way me and my dad were snapping back plus the environment you know yep. where fresno is like that 
Um, so it was just like, for me, it was all those things. And then getting connected, you know, with people like you, Zach, where they're like, nah, you can change. Yeah. You got to put that work in. You got to do this. You got to stop running away from the problem. And it was just right. like, you know what, when I did, and I started seeing it for what it was, looking in the mirror, honing into those things, talking about them, that's what shifted for me. That's where people were like, you know what, I do believe you. You are going through it, you know what, before and right. so other. And then they start seeing you do better. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. And it's just right. like, people don't ask those questions and make assumptions. And that's what happens. You know, it's at yeah. the same time. It's kind of like, like the you changed. It's like, they'd rather say you changed and talk shit about it than give you a fucking phone call and say, hey, brother, what? But when they call you, it's a different conversation where you're like, oh, you know, you're having a money problem. Yeah, let's create some ways. Oh, I right. got some people I can connect you with. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you would do that for me? And you're like, that's the objective. It's not that right. I just over here in something that, yes, I am going to get what I say I'm going to get, you know, bought the house, but there's so much more to life. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like now honing into that, getting connected with those right people. It's just like, you can't give an excuse anymore and, and really blow that whistle because it's just yeah. like, what, what else? You know, everybody has an excuse. Right. Well, dude, I think it's so valuable what you said. And it's so spot on, man. It's like, um, that, that's why we talk about having to surround yourself with the right people, you know? And, and it's like, it, that is the, like, that's like the biggest secret to life that I don't, I don't understand why more people don't understand, but I guess the things that are simple to do are also simple not to do, but it's like, yo, whatever dream lifestyle you want to live, just hang out with the people who are living that dream lifestyle and learn how to do it. Like, that's not a scam. You'll go to college, you'll go to college for four years and $132,000 loan. So you can come out and get a job making 30 grand a year and pay back your college loan for the next 20 years. And that's totally acceptable, but, um, go, but spending $10,000 to spend the year with the coach or to spend the year in a mastermind with somebody who can teach you how to become like, in my case, for example, like how can you travel the world, stand on stage and get paid to still tell your story? Like, if you want to do that, you invest in somebody to do that. And, but that's a scam, Right. And so to exactly. unpack so much of what you said, first off, we have to understand that just like a lot of our mentors have said that living is yeah, like, if you're not growing, you're dying. Exactly. A personal example of that is to look outside. Have you ever seen a tree or a plant or an animal that was like, Oh, I'm good growing this much. I'm not growing anymore. Like a, like a leaf or a vine doesn't stop growing until it dies. Like it's natural law for life to grow and expand. So if humans wonder why the hell they're so depressed and, and we live in a time of anxiety and depression, loneliness and suicide and addiction, it's because none of y'all are growing. And I don't say that to be like accusatory. I'm just saying that's why you feel like you do is because you haven't committed to growth. Now, this is important for anybody listening because you've experienced exactly what we've been talking about. Probably if you're trying to grow, which is all the people you know and your family thinks that you changed and they're trying to leverage it against you like it's some bad thing. That's when the mind starts to play tricks on you. And that's why it's so important to invest in your network, to surround yourself with people who can tell you that those, false, those are false beliefs to help you shift your paradigm. And so when we start oh. thinking about this, you got to understand to the audience, there's no growth in the comfort zone. Okay. There is no growth in the comfort zone. If you live in Western society or this Western culture, then it is designed to pacify you. It is designed to get you so comfortable that you don't want to take any actions because if you don't, if you take actions, maybe you're too healthy for medicine. Maybe you're too smart for government need. Maybe you don't need to rely on the system. And so I'm not here to attack anything other than like, I don't really subscribe to that way of life. But what I'm saying is that the today's society and Western culture is designed for you to be so comfortable and passive that you never try anything. 
So of course, 90% of the people out there are going to tell you you're crazy when you do something. I spent the majority of my early thirties trying to show my mom, show everybody trying to help them. Like, no, it's so, I mean, literally trying so hard to make everybody see that they can change their life. And somewhere after losing myself and then coming back, I'm at such a peace right now of knowing who I am and understanding first and foremost in my family, I've got to show up and handle my shit because how we do one thing is how we do everything. So I can't yell at my boys to do one thing and then me not do the other. I can't tell them to go scrub the floor if they haven't seen me scrubbing the floor. Right. So first and foremost, people are like, well, how do I change? Well, you have to change with the desired outcome that you want. And then you take a look at your life and you say, where in my life am I always angry or sad? What causes that? What other areas and circumstances in my life do I get those same emotions? Write that shit down. This is when I feel angry. This is what makes me feel sad. Well, when is the first time you remember feeling that? Well, I remember feeling that when I was two and my dad threw my mom through the screen door and walked out. Okay, cool. Well, what is the story that you want to change, right? And so draw a line down the middle of paper and now write a story that supports these different ideas. The reason this is important to, the, to anybody that's listening to this and wanting to change is because now you can tangibly see, okay, these are, this is the script that's running in my head. This is the one I want. Now you become the gatekeeper of your thoughts and throughout your day, it's like, okay, start with yourself, right? And your family. Are you willing to do the things that you're bitching about everybody else doing? The second step is, okay, well, grow your planet. So start helping your local community, like go volunteer and do something. You're all up in arms about Ukraine and this and that, but you won't even go volunteer at the local school. Like you can go make a difference in some little kid's life right now today, just by showing up when their parent isn't. So once you start to take care of these things and you start to lead by example, I no longer had to tell my mom, you should do this or tell my best friends, no, watch me. I'm going to like, no. I, I realized that all that hot air meant nothing. And really all I ever had to do was take care of this, find my truth, and then use that truth to go make everything around me better. And Damn. that's what that means, everybody. It means growing. And guess what happens when you grow? You feel freaking uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable as hell, okay? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. That's why most people don't do it. But what I've heard before, and some of you may have heard this too, easy decisions lead to a hard life but hard decisions lead to an easy life. So if you truly want to live the life of your dreams where you get to make a lot of money for making a lot of impact and you can influence other people to do the same, then you just got to show up every day and work the hardest on yourself, contribute and give back to everybody around you and get really, really good at that one thing that you can give back to the world and uh, watch, plant that seed every day and watch it grow, man. The universe will give to you what you give back because our reality is just literally a direct reflection of our internal thoughts and feelings. Bro, that, that's fucking huge. And, and that, and that hit me right there. Cause that, that happened to me the other day where I, I hit up Tim and I'm just like, Hey brother, I've been listening, you know, to your stoic principles, everything you're putting out there, you know, really working on myself. Um, can we talk real quick? And we had a conversation like that and it was going through and it was like, Hey, looking at every single thing. And that's where, you know, it's so important when you have those right people, it's tough. And, and the reason why is because he was telling me shit that I didn't want to hear. Right. And it was, you're reactive because of this. Well, why are we re- reactive? Well, because I think I'm getting attacked all the time. Or my parents would fucking yell at me first time. So that was just why. So when I got in the military and they're screaming at me, that shit was easy for me. Because right. I already dealt with that before. So I was able to flip that off. And for instance, you know, we get chewed out. I'm a piece of shit. Um, actually, it was like before promotion board. It was the funniest shit ever. Um, 
before promotion board, I got yelled at for an hour and 30 minutes. You're a fucking piece of shit. Da, 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 da. You can't train somebody worse shit. In my head, I'm like, I'm less shit because right. I was in charge of who was supposed to be in front of me. So I go to this board, you know, and then they say, what are you going to do differently when you get promoted? I looked at them dead in the face. My boss looks at me. She's like, don't fucking do it. And I'm on nothing. And they're like, what? And I said, no, I'm not going to do anything better because right now I'm doing everything that I can. I'm reaching out. I'm being that person. I'm educating myself. Right. I'm after hitting the gym working 16 hour shifts, I still have to hit the gym because I'm literally feeling insane for how much I was working. And um, I kind of just extracted that. And now, you know, that's one thing I use for myself where it's like, bro, you did all this, you know, lead by that example, do what you got to do. People want to understand now. And that's why I'm big, you know, and, and Zach and you as well, alignment, you know, and it's all about those people around you. Yeah. yeah. They may not align with you now, but in the future they can. It's just, we both have to work on ourselves. You know, we both have things to do. 100%. I love it. I love the way you said that because I put a, a, a post on Facebook is like one of my most engaged lately. And I put on there and it was like, uh, was it, it was daily affirmation. Stop complaining about gas, gas prices and make more money. And yeah. someone's like typical libtard tweet. And before it was like, I wanted to be like, you know, old me, I'd have built this old fucking account. I'd have been like, Hey bro, what's up? <laughs> and going out of, but then I just looked at it and I was just like, well, obviously somebody's getting upset, but it's just like, yeah. are you really going to bitch about something you can control or are you going to do something better? Because at the end of the day, the government's going to do what the government's going to do. Right. What are you doing? You know, so 100%. it was one of those where it was like, that was where it came from. You know, the, the place of motivating people. Right. Not everybody's going to agree with it, you know. And, and I used to make bad analogies. I said it one time on the podcast. My podcast is like Limbiscuit. You either love it, you hate it. Right. It's really that, though. You know, not all people are going to love your message. Right. For me, I didn't know my skill set. And then it was, you know, I'm really good at articulating my story to my ideal audience and people that I connect with. Where before, you know, all these things were saying, and when you stay in that little bubble, they're going to say you're crazy. You know what I mean? And they're going to be like, well, why do you want to do that? Why don't you just go to this? And it's just like, no, you know, um, whittling down in, in uh, college, I'm surprised I fucking gra- I'm about to graduate. And the reason why is because I was just pissing these fucking professors right. off and I'm writing these papers and it's just like how to start a business, how to do this. And, I, and they're like, oh, what do you think is the most thing about, about college? And I was just like, it's kind of bullshit. And they're like, why? I was like, well, I'm reading all these things that are subjective and they're telling me the blueprints essentially, but it doesn't tell me how to make the money, how to build relationships. It's telling me, oh, you should act this way. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm putting all this time into this where if I would have just took my money, in my case, you know, had it paid for. um, But if I took my time and energy like I was doing, went with the right people, boom, all of a sudden, all these thoughts are gravitating, moving. Now you're that well-oiled machine. You get that traction. Now, when people are telling you negative things, you don't care because you started looking into yourself. You have that positivity and then you're already aligned to what you're specifically supposed to be doing. 100%, dude. I mean, you're so, and it's track. The one thing that I, that comes to my mind when you share all of that is because I know some people can relate to that exact story. uh, And I literally, it's so important, but what angers you controls you. So what angers you controls you, right? And what you don't change, you allow. So if you're constantly going to get upset about something like, listen, this is the thing is so many people are hurt that they want, they want to feel heard and they want to be validated. So a lot of times, like I'll be working with people and, and I'll be like, okay, so you're right. Like now what? Okay, cool. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're right. That gas prices are way too high. This is unfair. And the president's an idiot. Okay. You're right. Now what? Exactly. Gas prices are still $5. And so it's like, for me, when I started to change my life, I had to get over the fact of like, nobody cares who's right or wrong. It, 
that it doesn't, it does not matter if you're right or wrong. And so once you can let go of the need to be right, because you no longer need to feel validated. Now you can stop getting so triggered by all these things. The next part of the acceptance is to understand that literally it comes down to quantum physics, which is science. I'm not going to get into it, but provable science that we live in a world of duality, right? Like there, there cannot be one without the other. So for me, something that ended up changing my life a few years ago was when I started to really focus on having the awareness to be grateful for contrast. So if somebody was cutting me off in traffic, I will, I, and I was instantly pissed because traffic is the one thing that instantly pisses me off. Like not much does anymore, but that, right. (laughs) Or my kids leaving food in their room instantly pisses me off because I've told them not to so many times, but like, um, like, but for real though, it's like, uh, you know, understanding that when I can, can, I can take control of the narrative and change, like, why is this anger me? And how can I find joy for it? Well, actually, a perfect example. Let's just say, and I don't care one way or the other. And I don't, that's not to be political, but we just had an election not that long ago, one for Trump, one for Biden. Well, maybe you're a hardcore Trump supporter, maybe you're a hardcore Biden supporter. The point is, is everybody wants to hate the other, but you have to understand that your point of view cannot exist without theirs. And so whether you are right or wrong, you cannot be you in this world of duality that quantum physics says there can't be light without dark, can't be this without that, because if there was no dark, you couldn't experience light. There would be no awareness to do it because there's no, nothing to contrast against it. So, you know, if I'm in the, if again, I know it's a hot button subject, but like, you know, if I'm voting for whoever, well, can I actually find gratitude in my choice because that, 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 that I get to be this person because that person exists. And in that, can I let go and accept that we live in a world duality where it takes everybody as a whole, but we're still one in the same as passionately as I feel about Trump, they feel about Biden or vice versa and understand that we're still one in the same different details, but foundationally the same emotions. And as a speaker, that's what I'm always talking about. I'm like, I know what it's like to feel depressed and want to take your life. Now, maybe you didn't get to that point or this or that, but same thing is, is like the details of our stories may be different, but I, we both know what it's like to be at your lowest. And so I think that we really got to remember as we go out into this world, you know, there's always going to be an opportunity to be triggered by something, but if you're right, like, okay, whatever that trigger is like, okay, just ask yourself, all right, I'm right. Now what, like, what can you actually do about it? And it always comes down to taking control of how you react to the circumstances in your life, which is law of attraction 101, right. Or the laws of the universe, or it's just, it's just energetic. We live in an energetic universe. So you don't get what you want. You get who you are, which is just a 70 trillion cells that are congealed together by energy that manifest in this physical reality as you it's not anything we're not even connected you know what i'm saying so we literally live in a video game and thoughts become things but that's a whole nother conversation bro <laughs> me and you are gonna keep going forever so we have to chunk this up it's gonna right. be back we're gonna have multiple episodes because uh how well it's flowing bro you hit that nail on the head that hit something with me because my stepdad used to have this big thing about suicide that's the pussy way out. And, and I didn't see it that way just because I was suicidal my freshman year, you know, so it was just like, I didn't want to live anymore, but that beat the shit out of me. Got my ass kicked in wrestling every day. Fucking had low self-confidence. When I did have confidence and I did get the girl, it would be someone's girlfriend. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to jump you. And then I'm fighting again. And it's just like this fucking circle. And then it was, you know, moving out of that environment, calling back from my mom. Um, being around friends, but really having that connectivity issue and there, you know, and looking at it both ways. And it's just like, well, when you are at that position, it's not that you just want the way out. It's just like, Hey bro, I've been trying, I'm doing this. I'm going through every single day, but all this shit's happening. 
And it's just like learning how to live with that, learning how to translate that. So that's why I love, you know, where you're saying that we're speaking on that. That's things we need. You know, we need to be able to out there. It's not to wake up all the, the sheep, you know, you're waking up the other lions. You're saying, hey, you guys have been through this shit. So will we, you know, we can be able to get you to where you need to be, get aligned with the right people as we talk to you. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's tough initially because you're going to get that, you know, um, I went through even with, my, with setting up the business where it was like, I felt so fucking confident. I get to know what Zach and Tim, Zach corrects me, fucking looks at my offer. No, we're going to do this differently. And I'm just like, what? You know, and, and, and then I start laughing and I'm like, all right, let's do it. But old me would have been like, no, you know, and wanted to argue. But it was like learning that, hey, you know, they learned more than you. And then running it to it for a second time where it was just like, I'm sitting there and it's just like, I don't know nothing about nothing. All of a sudden I got to put, you know, more time into everything. Got to talk to more people because what I thought was working wasn't working. Now I got to outsource. And then a third time it happened. So that's where that growth happens is where you're like, fuck, dude, how am I going to make this happen? And that, you know, and and that's what I love about it. I love that. And we can, we can end on this or we can keep going, but I I just share one story about um, when I had had a phone call with Gary V with Gary Vaynerchuk, it was in Uh 2016. And um, I had an opportunity to have a phone call with him and ask him a question. And the question I asked him was when the momentum is rolling and everything is really just moving, how do I ensure that momentum keeps going? How do I make sure that I don't lose the momentum? And he said something to me that answered the question, but it actually became probably the most valuable, like the most valuable advice I had going forward. And what he said to me was, the secret to life is moving in the opposite, and the secret to life is moving in the opposite direction from the way things look like they're actually happening. And I said, what the fuck did you just say? And he said, he said that when you're up, remembering that you're going to be down again. And when you're down, remember, there's going to come a time when you're up. So every time you walk in the room, you need to walk in the room knowing that you're the baddest motherfucker in there and nobody can be better than you. But at the same exact time, you have to know that you ain't shit. And every single person in that room can help teach you something. And he said, once you find the balance of how to show up as the greatest and as the worst you at the same time, because you are completely comfortable with the fact that you are going to be up and then down and down and then up. And he's like, once you can live there, that's the secret to be having success in life. And I was like, fuck. And now all these years, it makes even more sense. And so like, I love that you shared that because it's like, there's nothing wrong with being confident. But the way to true confidence is being humble enough to know that you are committed to greatness, which means learning from the people who know better than you and then putting those in and practice. And because you live so humbly, it creates a confidence that you know you can't be beat because I'm always learning to be critiqued so I can get better. Because if I suck at doing something, I don't want to keep sucking at it. So tell me I fucking suck and I'll get better at it. Or two, I want to know what the best way to do it is. And I want to know that I've invested with integrity into learning that idea. So yeah, when I sit down at a table, I'm going to be like, bro, this is the way to do virtual events. This is the way to get paid to speak. Like, that's cool that you've done that, but I do this. And then I'm like, oh shit. Oh, maybe that is a little bit. Okay, now I'm going to tweak that. Cool, dude. Like, shit, I didn't even know. Hey, what's up audience? I've been killing it this way. And then this guy taught me. So we're going to like, there's no, just, mm. be, just be you, you know, be real, be, be confident and humble at the same time. It's a secret to life. So Gary V says, and he seems to be crushing it. So working for me. That, that's huge, brother. And, and we'll leave it with this, this last question I love to ask. Um, if you were to start everything over, you know, when you're looking at recalibrating your mindset to be able to get to where you are now, what would you tell somebody so they can be able to start making those steps to change their life around? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, <clears throat> it's, sorry, everybody. 
it's funny because I'm, I literally just restarted my life over. Like I literally burnt down everything. Like I said, in the beginning of this episode, I mean, literally everything Absolutely. starting from scratch, zero engagement on anything. I dude, 60 days, two months ago, I had a job, right? I, first job I had in like nine years, I was bartending again, just cause I needed a break. Like I couldn't figure everything out. So the first thing I would say to anybody that wants to change your life is first off, um, get a, you have to have a destined, a vision. Like you have to have a vision. You, you absolutely are not going to be able to create what it is you want to, the life you want to live if you don't have a vision to work for. Okay. The second thing is, is like uh, people uh, vilify having the job. Okay. I could not, I was at a point where I couldn't produce money anymore because I felt so unworthy of it. And so instead of fighting harder and trying to prove it and, and looking dumb, oh, Marshall Live, you're talking who's generated $120 million for his clients. Marshall Live, who spoke on stage with Eric Thomas and Les Brown, like that Marshall Live is not, he's, he's, he has a job. That's like, you've got to be willing to, to take a step back to grow. And so have a vision, be willing to do what you got to do to take the next step forward. So like, if you're an entrepreneur and you're struggling right now, like go get your ass a job, dude, make, make sure you got some money coming in while you build your side hustle. The next thing is you got to surround yourself with people who have the right, this is why I would say, you got to get in the right rooms, with the right people who have the right information. So that's it. Create a, create, create a vision that you want to live, right? Make sure that you have what you need to be able to survive and keep going, which is for some people a job. And I only say that because it's like, yo, bro, I had to start over. So I had to go get a job. And then I started to get in the right rooms, the right people who had the right information. Now I'm fortunate, obviously, because I have this network still that I built from all these years. And I was amazed. Like Zach is speaking at my virtual event next month. I'm able to luckily have, yo, Zach, will you speak? And he's like, yeah, bro, I got you, right? Like because of the, the investments that I've made. And so I'm just saying to anybody, it's like, bro, you got to get a vision of what you want. You got to take care of yourself, make sure your family's supported and then surround yourself with the right people who have the right information. So, you know, if you want to fix your mindset, then surround yourself with somebody who does personal development, who can teach you how to get to the bottom of that, a life coach, something like this. But it's super simple. Just go out and find somebody who's having success, living the life you want to live and then invest time, money and or energy into learning from them. And that's what wealthy uh, and successful people call collapsing time. Bro, that, that is huge there. Last thing here, brother, where could anybody find you if you want to be able to hear about Marshall Live and be uh, able dude, to for sure. get your message, brother? I appreciate that, man. I'm just a regular ass dude. Like I, I'm, I'm not like some big guru. So literally just uh, follow me on social media, whatever your favorite social media platform is. Uh, it's at Marshall Gillen, Marshall with one L, but uh, at Marshall Gillen. And shoot me a DM, say what's up. Uh, it doesn't matter what time you're listening to this. We always have virtual events helping people turn their mess into their message. So you can take it out on stage, travel the world and get paid to speak. So if you click on any of my profiles, uh, I'll give you a free ticket to my next event. So go click there, check it out, come learn how to tell your message. I'll teach you how to get paid for it. And uh, we'll jam out and have some fun. Hell yeah, brother. Well, thank you again. We're definitely going to schedule you on in the future, but um, appreciate you, brother. I love connecting. And yeah, we're going to keep in touch. My dude, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been an immense pleasure being the host of The Winner's Paradigm, being able to teach some of the lessons that I've learned as well as interact with other individuals. Now I need some action to be taken from you guys as well. First thing, leave a five-star rating and honest review so we can know how the podcast helped you. Then refer us to a friend because there's nothing better than to hear from word of mouth what somebody else is doing. So let them know, hey, Winner's Paradigm, we're helping people find ways to win. Then from there, you guys got to check out those show notes in the descriptions. We're going to have everything in there that you're going to need to succeed, whether it's one-on-one consulting, 
It's someone helping you out, you know, with your finances, your business, or it could even be touching up on products that are going to actually help you be healthier and live a better life. This is the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. This is where we help you gain those tools so you can achieve your definition of success. I am your host, Alundis Havens. It's been an honor being able to share these journeys with you. Peace.